All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sage Advice Podcast. I am your host, Sin Sage, and with me today, I have a lovely guest, and I really love my guests to sort of introduce themselves. So today we have Jay Taylor, and I would love to hear who are you and what do you do? Hello. Hello. My favorite question. So I'm Jay Taylor. Hi. That's how my sister says it. She says it like extra sexy. I've been an adult for nearly 12 years now, starting as a cam girl, then moving into hardcore. Did that for a while. Now I do that. And I do content management for myself and other creators, audio porn, erotica, all sorts of stuff. Wow. Audio porn and erotica. Yes. Yes. So I've been interested in looking into that. I found this site called Dipsy, I think, and they had like auditions. And I've been like, as soon as I'm back here and I've handled all my trips, like I want to send an audition tape. Uh, I did audition for Dipsy. Dipsy mm -hmm. did not accept me. Dipsy's a little bit harder to go and get into. They've been um, established for a while. They're a very curated sort of um, audio platform. I'm with Oclio which okay. is amazing. I fucking love Ocleo. <laughs> so, They're more um, in tune to talking with the creators and seeing what their creators want than any other platform I've ever worked with across the board of all, uh, all social media. Well, I love hearing that. Um, They're awesome. So I think that some of my listeners maybe haven't heard of this this form of erotica so yeah audio porn can can you talk a little more about that yes i sure can so i started listening to audio porn um on tumblr years ago on tumblr i found one um his name was british filth the audio artist i listened to because he posted free clips on tumblr and they're for the most part role plays so you listen to them and it's like you're really there so it's like a pov but all in your head. So I'm directly addressing you, talking about what I'm going to do to you, what I am doing, asking how that feels, and you get to imagine yourself in this scenario. Oh my gosh, that's hot. Is mm -hmm. Some of my best sexual <laughs> experiences have been by myself, just with someone's voice in my ear. Wow, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so... Let me write that down because I want to try it. <laughs> I'm going to send you home. I'm going to send you my favorite guy. I'm going to send you links. Yes, please. Uh, please send me links because I I haven't really dabbled in that. I mean, as a consumer uh, at all. I, I've had customs where people are like, I just want an audio thing and I want you to just talk about blah, 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 this, this and that. Um, but never as a consumer. And I do feel like it would be something that could be super erotic for me because I'm just so jaded. You know, I've been doing this for so long. Like it yeah. takes a lot for something erotic to even like stimulate me in that way. Uh, that's not just, you know, physically being with someone. Yeah. So I, I think it'd be worth exploring because I know that I do like reading uh, yeah. scenarios and stuff sometimes. I feel like it's kind of similar. Or even like I'll go back to magazines like i like looking at photo sets that were like i go all the way back to like my first magazine it was like a hustler lesbian magazine that i kept under my bed you know and uh, i remember that it was so naughty like yes. those first 
Mm-hmm. So naughty. And just the picture of like this beautiful pussy and you could see the girl's face and then the other girl's face down by it and like her tongue was sticking out and it was like just centimeters away from touching the clit. And mm-hmm. that would be great for me at the time. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. With audio, it's, everything's perfect. So if you have a really well-made audio, since everything's in your head, like the way he looks is perfect. The way he's touching you is absolutely perfect. Everything is, it's, you, you design it, you design it for yourself. And so it's kind of almost a collaborative pornographic experience. Yeah. Because it's, it's the erotica being made, but it's also your imagination. Yeah. And And you're, and since your eyes are closed and it's like, I use directional audio and my favorite artists use directional audio. It's like completely surrounding you. Like I've listened to gangbang audios where it's just (sighs) everything happening at once. Oh my God. I want that. (laughs) I'm going to send you. I know. I'm going to send you. Oh, good. Yeah. I want (laughs) you to curate it for me. I'm going to send you some good stuff. Mm -hmm. I love that. So where are you from? I'm from Southern California. That's like where you were sort of born and raised? Yes. I spent one year in Iowa, but for the most part, I have stayed here. And did you grow up with sort of like an awareness of the fact that you are adjacent to Porn Valley, (laughs) so to speak? No, but I, I have a family of sex workers and sex work adjacent people. Oh my God, that's exciting. So, um, <laughs> my, my aunt, um, did, did bachelor parties and stripping for many years, mm-hmm. and, like peep shows in like the Bay area, like back in the day and stuff. Yes. And so she has wild stories. And since she was one of the women who was my, my best friend, like, as I was becoming a woman and who I was like, I, I have all those stories. She really influenced me to be kind of who I am. So it wasn't like a revelation for you when you did decide to start camming and stuff like that. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I have to come out to my family. What am I going to do? No, actually, that was super funny because I, um, I, I, I went to a slutty high school. So I had a lot of pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. There was a lot of pregnancies at high school. So like, though I was, um, I'm, I'm super neurodivergent. One of my special interests is sex. So I learned everything about it and wanted to talk about it all the time. But like actually having intercourse was something I wasn't going to do until I was out of high school because I'm very, I have, I'm very prideful of that. Like, no, like I was the girl who always had my shirt off, but like, no, you're not going to fuck me. Like, that's fucking stupid. You're so dumb. Um, And so like when I finally lost my virginity to like a long-term boyfriend, once I had graduated, that was cool. And then I was in college. And I started um, like real modeling, like trying to be a real model. And I don't know if you ever did that, but it's hard. <laughs> you mean like mainstream modeling? Yeah. Yeah. Real modeling. Yeah, I'm real like, modeling. I'm a real model, bitch. <laughs> I'll tell you. But not a mainstream yeah. model, that's for sure. But I yeah, have, it's hard. I have talked with a lot, I'd say a few other um, performers, actually over my course of my life, a lot of other performers who... Uh, were attempting in the mainstream modeling industry and uh, on top of being just like difficult to even get the gigs but it's like this whole this body standard this shaming around eating this whole culture around um just basically dying to be skinny um and all that stuff and so i I've just heard that it's so bad. And then all these people that tried to do that and then went into porn and it was like, oh God, I can kind of be healthy and 
and the way that that's people, I think people... way farther than I ever got into it. But, yeah, um, I was trying and you sort of kind of like you kind of slip into sex work. Like once you dip your toe, it's way easier to dip your foot in. Like it yeah. just gets easier and easier. So I did. Um, I, I don't even remember how I met this fucker, but he we took pictures and then like he's like, hey, let's take naked pictures for your boyfriend. And I'm oh, my God, that sounds so great. I'm like 19. I'm like, oh my god and so like being naked in front of him was so erotic and hot like that was like so sexy for me and so that was cool and so then I did some nude modeling my friend from high school who was the one who got me into modeling because he wanted to be a makeup artist he um he camped and okay. so he's like do this it's so fun and so I did it on camp four I camped once on camp four and immediately got banned because I posted my email address but I made oops like four hundred dollars that night hell yeah insane money for me who had never done anything like this before yeah um and so then my boyfriend he's like well here's this um it was my free camps and he's like well here's this site where you can do it without getting in trouble and they just it's not through PayPal it's mm. through the site mm-hmm. and then I did my free cams and then I was headhunted by shitty agents through my free cams <laughs> and then I that was so crazy and then I shot for kink.com and then did girl girl and then did girl girl for a year and then left that boyfriend got one of their boyfriends started doing boys wow exciting, exciting. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the pipeline <laughs> it is the pipeline and like with everything with every new thing it's like well I've already done this why not do this other thing yeah yeah so uh, I'm curious about your first scene yeah. for kink uh, well I'm um I'm a big masturbator so like when I had nothing when I had no job <laughs> <laughs> and I just spent my day at home with and had like no overhead I would just I'd watch porn and I really liked kink.com particularly um fucking machines I like I'm a I'm a big masturbator and so like all those machines <laughs> and those robots and like everything like I was so I sent an application I'm like I want to I want to come fuck all your robots yeah <laughs> and they're like awesome but we don't want to do that so they um they booked me for device bondage was my first ever time on camera wow first which, ever yeah so that's a really hard I've only done that one one time because it was it was extremely difficult yeah. Yeah. I, I, my scene was with Orlando who um, left after that, but he was an excellent top and he took very good care of me. And I had an amazing time. I had an amazing time. It was very difficult and very strenuous and they did a lot, but it was really kind of cool to, um, to do that, to have that be, it was a good first experience. Yeah. And were you able to go back and did you work for them many times or? I did. T.S. Pussy Hunters mm. kink. And that is the only other time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is, of course, when I think of kink, I'm thinking of the armory, you know? So anything yeah. post-armory. We all are. Yeah. <laughs> As a huge fan to, like, drive up. Yeah. Was, like, insane. And it was, like, my first day. And I remember being in, and I had, I had terrible anxiety back at that point. Mm. It, it was we now know it's autism, but (laughs) I thought it was anxiety. And so I remember sitting in the freaking office with Mm -hmm. Lorelai Lee. Yeah. Oh my God. And like looking over at this pile of clipboards with all these porn star names. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. 
oh my god what's happening (laughs) (laughs) this is insane and walking down to the set and being like oh my god uh, this is the set this is the set I've seen this wow it's really it was really intense and really crazy yeah but that must have been such a like scary, but also so exciting and, and fun to be like, wow, well, I get to participate in this thing that I've been a fan of for so long. It felt like climbing a mountain. Like it was, it felt super badass to be able to complete it. I was very proud of myself. I walked around and like showed everyone my cane marks. I was like, Look! yeah. <laughs> so in your, in your personal type of sex life, I mean, in your personal kinky life, uh, do you identify more as a sub or, or a masoch- or a masochist, perhaps? No, or- definitely not. I was um, <laughs> I did a couple more kink scenes after that, not with kink.com, but with other companies. And mm-hmm. everyone else I worked with had a habit of pushing me just a little too far. Yeah. Just a little too far. And when that happens uh, repeatedly, you're like, nah. Like, yeah. nah, sorry, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, and so now, no. No, I, what's the term? Um, Pleasure doll is the one I like. Like, just give me, just give me all the good stuff, all the good feelings. I'll be very, very good. I'm a very, very good girl, but I, I am very needy and greedy. Oh, okay. I love that. That puts a lot of, that puts uh, our last time working together into context for me a little bit. (laughs) When you guys like walk towards me in that light, it was like two sexy vampires coming to ravish me. I was like. Here for it. (laughs) Yeah. So I love that concept pleasure, pleasure doll. So it's, it's it's like a little subby, but more like emotionally subby and being like, give me the pleasure and I'll do whatever you want kind of a thing. Yeah, dude, that's actually a really good way to put it in words. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> what I'm using now instead of pillow princess. Cause I wouldn't yeah. really say I'm a pillow princess occasionally cause I'm super reactive. I right. am experiencing, shut up. <laughs> I'm experiencing <laughs> so much pleasure that I can't do much. Mm-hmm. Um, besides lay there and beg for more. But yeah, no, like if you're really nice to me, I'm so thankful. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I've always, I've, I'm a person who's always kind of been like, what does it mean, pillow princess? Um, I think it means you just sit there and take it. And like, pleasure doll is the I think counterpart that's better. to pleasure dom. Okay. So who's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for 15 orgasms. Like, let's, let's go. Let's. Oh, okay. So what would it be for me that like, I want to, like you and me would go really well together. We, we do. Go well <laughs> <together>. <laughs> because oftentimes when I'm encountered with a female body, I want to just be dispensing pleasure upon it. Like I want to be giving 15 orgasms and most of the time me receiving one is sort of to the side. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because me, like I always fall back into heteronormativity, but with women, I'm the same way. Like I just, I just shot with, um, with Rocky Emerson and I tried to like, oh my god like I had to be chill like I have to tell myself be chill be chill it's okay but I'm just pussy 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 please let me go down on you yeah um so I just want to worship women I don't what are we talking about what are we yeah worshiping women I guess I was just kind of like what do what do we call it 
you know, that I, I have the more, I take the more Dom side and service I top. service top, service top. You are yes. there to be of service. Yes. But in a dominating <laughs> way, <laughs> you just you charge more than dominating. But you yeah. got this whole vibe. You're just a boss bitch. It's, Ooh. <laughs> mm. Okay, so now we're calling this the Compliment Sin Podcast. Oh I, I'll do that. Let's do that. <laughs> I, the first time I worked with you, I think you were a replacement for whoever they were going to put me with. And Lily was like, oh, my God, you're working with Sin. And she's amazing. She's the greatest. And then, like, I met you and I was like, oh, my God. And then my mom was like, you should fuck on that bench. I'm like, thanks, Mom. Oh my God. Remember? The mom was there. I did not remember the mom thing at all. Holy shit. The mom was there. <laughs> so uh, apparently you are out to your family about what you do. Well, I had to. That was after I came out, but I had to come out to her because I needed her to take me to get tested. Yeah. And so I just kind of piecemealed it out. I'm like, oh, it's just a blood test for work and she's like are you doing porn and I'm like yes Uh, but so was it your mom's sister that was the sex worker Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. they already were okay with this or I'm just curious no because it's their kid and they you know want better for me and I could have been a scientist or something but you know (laughs) (laughs) like it's really funny because they get mad and then like so it was like, I, I said, I didn't think you'd mind. She said, I do mind. And then it was silent for like 30 seconds. She's like, so what's it like? Ah! like <laughs> and so now it's kind of a joke. Like my aunt and my sister make jokes about it. They love me. Um, I was told, um, don't like, don't ever tell your dad. Don't tell your stepdad about it. And I'm like, cool. That's great. It does not need to be a conversation. But then he texted me like the next day and was like, I just want you to know how much I love you and support you and respect you. And I think it's really awesome that you're taking care of it. It was a fucking really cool text. Wow. Cool. Like that was, that was bitching. And so we've never discussed it like that, but I feel like he's aware and that was his His way of, you're good. We're good. Yeah. Letting you know, like that's fucking cool. It's very lovely. Honestly, it is. Yeah. And so, uh, so I assume that now, since that was like, how long ago was it that I worked with you? To ten? No, wait. What did you say? You've been. It's been, girl, girl, probably eleven years. God. Wow. That's a long ass time. (laughs) That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) so that scene was like ten years ago, Mm then. Twenty thirteen. Wow. Yeah, things were. These were different back then. <laughs> crazy. So I assume in that time, your mom's come around as well. Oh, it didn't take long at all. Yeah. Like everyone's super chill. Like of my immediate family. Like I know that some people feel like, oh, I have to tell my grandma. Like you don't, you don't have to <laughs> tell your grandma. Like your grandma's fine. It's okay. Um, so I like that's fine. And my father, like my biological got hardcore about our family oh this feels like a in-depth like emotional podcast hardcore and my father um is cool we like we had a conversation about it like because at first he tried to lecture me and then I'm like you know what um we're not gonna do that yeah so 
Yeah. And I mean, talking about the context of this podcast, like I do like to get into, I like to talk about what it's like to be a sex worker in terms of family and friends and, you know, talk about like how it can affect our lives in various different ways. And I think it's mm. good for people to hear all of our individual unique stories because it is so different for, for all of us, yeah. you know? All right. So we can talk a little bit more about, um, I mean, you already explained your sort of evolution in uh, the sex industry. Yeah. So it sounds like you, how long did you cam for before you moved on to performance? Well, I do still cam, but it oh. was a solid year before I did anything else. Okay. And the reason why you went into Girl Girl was because you had a boyfriend at the time? Yes, but that's kind of like... Re reductive it was kind right. of you know i mean you started i think around the same time it was kind of the process of how things went like mm -hmm. you start with solo and girl girls and then you you know mm -hmm. so but it's kind of just how things went yeah definitely for me like i i didn't even consider boy girl when i started uh doing porn because i had i mean i did have a boyfriend at the time yeah and then when we finally broke up it was just like I had been doing Girl Girl for so long at that point. I was like, you know, I'm just going to I'm gonna give it a while. I'm not going to just jump right into doing Boy Girl because I can. I'm going to see if that's something I really want to do. Uh, so I guess my question to you is more just like it sounded like when you were talking about the timeline mm -hmm. that you had left that boyfriend and that's when you decided to go into Boy Girl. And um, I'm curious about that. What, like how that experience was for you and then how was it different getting in or was it uh, starting to do boy girl as opposed to only yes. girl? Yes. <laughs> Talk about that. I, really, I, like, I like boy girl a lot. I like boy girl a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you are a very, um, you like women. Like it's very obvious when you having sex as a woman having sex with you. Like it's very obvious you're very much in the scene, but I know you oh, have yeah. tons of girl girl scenes where it's not like that. <laughs> um so so it's different with with boys they're always they're always ready to go like they're always mm. they're, except for very rarely they're always into it so I very much wanted to do boy girl okay. I was very very excited and have retained that excitement almost for almost all my scenes like I'm still very much like oh my God, yes like I I'm definitely I'm there for the sex for sure so it sounds like when you talk about boy girl, it's like when you go do a scene with a boy, they're always down to fuck. They're always like going to be into it because they like almost. Fucking. Well, they kind of have to be. Yeah. Well, I trust physically. It more. I yeah. trust it more. Like right? if I'm with a girl and she orgasms, there's always that voice like, eh, but did she? But did she? And with a guy, like I'm usually. You have the confident. evidence. I have the evidence <laughs> there. I saw it. I saw it happen. But it's the thing where that a lot of people complain about in this industry, for sure, as far as uh, girl, girl and gay for pay, I guess, just in general, is um, that when you encounter a scene with a girl, if you don't know them or haven't worked with them before, it's always this sort of hit or miss. Like, are they going to be as into it as I am or am I going to be the one who's just like trying to make it look good, knowing that they're not into it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, 
like, and I like you're a standout and there are a couple other female performers that I've worked with that have been like, wow, like there, there, we did it. We, we came together as a partnership and had like really awesome sex, but yeah. it's, um, as a girl, it's, you don't have to like, I mean, I, I get it. Cause even if you are bisexual, like, you don't fucking have to, like I phoned in girl, girl scenes before, like even as someone who loves girl, girl, it's like, okay, fine. And now, okay, we're going to kiss and we're going to do the arms thing and now we're going to eat pussy and now we're going to eat pussy the other way and now we're going to trip. Okay, we're done. Yay. Like it's just very, <laughs> it can be very cookie cutter. And so, and with, with boys, it's, I'm always quite excited. Almost always, not every single time, but. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that, that is a truth, you know, about the industry that I, I think I definitely haven't talked about a lot and it's the way I look at it is more like uh, whenever I get to set, I'm like, what's the adventure today? Like, how's it going to be? I like that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, like that. I think yeah. our job's really freaking cool. And there are, unfortunately, people who are here who, um, like, anyone can be in sex work for any reason that that is their own. But sure. It can be a really exciting, fun thing to do. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, looking back at like some of my conquests and experiences it's like damn that's fucking so cool yeah i got to do that like i'm usually really excited that i get to hey guys what's up like oh we're 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 fucking on this air mattress and you're gonna rub slime all over me that's fucking so cool like let's just do it yeah (laughs) i love the slime (laughs) it's so cold the slime scenes (laughs) everything's so squishy (laughs) yeah just trying to get leverage to fuck and it's just mm. like you're sliding all over the place very difficult yeah <laughs> so it sounds like you've uh branched out into other things as well in this industry yes. as far yes. as so we know you do the audio porn you do some camming mm-hmm. you do performing as far as the sex work stuff but now you also do content management yes love that love that for me um that sounded sarcastic it wasn't I do love that for me that's like posting to people's only fans and keeping their clip stores updated and like it, it with occasionally I'll be like really hardcore about like these are the customs you need here it's all arranged it's just like general assisting work yeah I have a few people who do that stuff for me <laughs> yeah Because, like, I have someone who does my clip store sort of management and then someone who does my, uh, like, social media stuff. And it's just, like, having different people in different roles, which allows me to do a lot more things. Whereas if it was just me all by myself doing it, I wouldn't be able to get as much done. It's a lot, yeah. And also like I could struggle with getting overwhelmed sometimes and then I get like, and then I just like collapse and I can't do anything. So it's really (laughs) helpful to have these people that work on my behalf to, to keep things going, you know? Um, so does that ever get difficult for you in terms of like, how do you manage both of those things at once? It sounds like you're doing a lot of things. (laughs) I I am. Well, I I have my, my partner and I, we work together. So he does, Um, things like editing um, we we pay a description writer to write all our descriptions and he's he's always so excited about them like it's like the beautiful Jay Taylor back in action like he's always like really over the top which is good because after writing a thousand descriptions you're like 
and then they fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the couch was red this time. Like, it's like, you have nothing to say. And yeah. he's really good about it. So we have a list and like a, a chain of operations and it's kind of just gamifying everything because we're always mm. trying trying to get ahead. Let's see how many days we can get ahead. Let's see how much content we can preload, that sort of thing. Oh, God, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like that hamster wheel because like when you get a lead, you're like, oh, man, we're like three weeks ahead. And then you take three days off and you're like, oh, no, it's gone. Yes. That's life, I, I think. I that is true. I suppose that is true. It's going so fast. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any any scenes or experiences? Like you mentioned before some things that have happened that you're like, man, that's so cool I got to do that. What, what are some of the things that stand yes. out? Yes. Um, so I got to write and – I guess I'm not listed as a director, but they let me fucking direct it. I got to write and direct a piece for adult time. Oh, exciting. Oh, my God. And that was immersion therapy. So it was oh. me as a girl in therapy who is uh, very uncomfortable by human contact and bodily fluids specifically. Oh, my gosh. And so I cast Angela White as my therapist because, I mean, why wouldn't you cast Angela White as your therapist? Very um, nice. And she coaches me through a DP. Wow. It was so beautiful. <laughs> it was an amazing, amazing, amazing day. Cause they like like was on set. They're like, oh my gosh, okay, Jay, here's the set. How do you want it decorated? Like, how do you want us to arrange the furniture? How do you want the pillow set up? Like Angela's like, oh, okay, so what wardrobe do you want me in? Okay, for this line, how exactly do you want me to say? It was fucking amazing. It was amazing. And since it was straight out of my own fantasies, it was like <laughs> yeah oh my god it was it was a very it was a very fucking cool day, very cool day. <laughs> yeah I feel like uh she's Angela White is the white whale everybody wants to get get their hands on her <laughs> have, you, have you had the have you had the pleasure no yeah. I I'm not sure uh how to make it happen either people are constantly telling me you she is very nice she is very nice. So you, yeah. can, I don't know. she is super nice, but she, it's so interesting because she switches. Like, you know, that famous story about Marilyn Monroe, how she um, was walking down the street with a friend and no one took notice of her. And then she's like, do you want to see me become her? And then she kind of carries herself a little different and everyone turns around because it's Marilyn Monroe. That's yes. Angela. So oh you God. meet her on set doing paperwork and it's just Angela. And she's this nice, beautiful Australian woman. And then when it's time, it's Angela White. And you, if you're the person she's having sex with, you're the only person in the fucking universe that she can see. And it is extremely powerful. Wow. And both of my scenes with her, I had to be really nervous. I got to work with her twice. And so both scenes, I was like, ah, ah, ah. Oh my God, you're so pretty. <laughs> Did it kind of feel natural in that way? <laughs> yeah. Our second scene was for um, True Lesbian, where I was a closeted woman having my first experience. And so I cry through a lot of it because I'm ah. just so overwhelmed and it was it was really interesting to try to do a sex scene that wasn't a porno sex scene. So there's like okay. a lot of really close grinding and like sloppy kissing. But like for us, it was really, it's really intense. It was the rawest 
one of the most raw sexual experiences I've had on like a commercial set for sure. Mm, I love hearing about that. That's, that's what porn should be in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) All of it. (laughs) It can't always be like that. Damn. (laughs) Sometimes it has to be manufactured. No. (laughs) So did that make you want to, I mean, we, we always talk about like, oh, you know, people will be like, do you want to get more into directing and stuff? And I'm like, well, it's kind of like everything I do in a sense. But... I do. I really do. And yeah. with my um, with my audio porn, so I write my scripts out. And oh. there are a few. I mean, the, the great thing about audio is that there's there's no limits. Like I can, yeah. I can be on a spaceship. I can yes. be underwater. I can, there can be five of me. Like there's anything, oh, I can wow. do absolutely anything. But there are a few I've written that are in the realm of possibility that I would love to shoot and direct. So, yes, I, that was where your question was headed. Absolutely. I do. <laughs> I do want to make really cool porn. And so I'm trying to do that on my own. But it yeah. is harder when it's the team is is you and it's not, you know. Yeah. Like and a, several other people in a right. camera crew and it's that. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. And I just. I guess I just think about it like if you if you want to do it, you know, just do like what you can with it, with what you have, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're just not going to have that access to capital to, to make it ours. You know, I, like, need, I need it. I, know. I need it. <laughs> I only need five thousand dollars. Will someone please just give me that. Right. Which, um, but that's not even that bad. I mean, because some of these, you know, I think when people think about the difference where it's like what you've got in the clip stores and some of these are great cameras that we've got and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as adult time and yeah. sweetheart and all those companies. Mm-hmm. They have two people who have $20,000 cameras. And then there's a guy whose (laughs) job is sound and that's his only job. And then there's a guy whose job is lighting and that's his only job. And, you know, having that, and then they have the money for a mansion in the Valley and all of these things that I'm just, I want these things. (laughs) I want these things too. I want these things, but just just... a little bit, like, just give me a chance. (laughs) Just give me a chance. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you just hire someone who has the $20,000 camera. And I say, how much do I have to pay you to come and use your $20,000 camera? I've thought about that. To make a scene. Yeah. There's, see y'all, there's a lot that goes into all of this stuff. (laughs) It is. So currently what I'm kind of focusing on, it's not so much of a rebranding, but more of a brand focusing as I'm trying to be like, I'm the chill girl next door who just really wants to get off even more than you do. And so I'm trying to focus on my own personal fantasies and things that I think are hot in, in my porn. Yeah. And so that's cool. So I'm currently working on a series um, that I'm going to call spoiled and it's where I, um, okay. So you know how like it's usually in BDSM porn where they take a female performer and they just, pleasure her over and over and over and over and over until she can't. Yeah. I want to, I'm doing that to men. Ooh. So like, and there's some, there's a couple gay performers who will do like, like really long extended edging sessions and like hand jobs. And I'm like taking that 
and taking like really intimate, like, let's talk about your fantasies and exactly what you like. I want to extract as much pleasure out of you as I can. Cause, um, I like men. I like a lot of the men I work with and it's, they're kind of stunt cocks and workhorses that are like, <laughs> there to focus and fuck. And like, yep. I don't, I don't know. I think it's the thought of like, no, I'm just going to freaking stroke you for an hour. How exactly do you like that? I think it's really very sexy. That's a great idea. What an awesome concept. It's like focus. I'm trying to focus on male pleasure in mm-hmm. a way it hasn't really been focused on because it's all for male pleasure, but this is more of a dedicated focus. Well, yeah. And in, in a way that kind of, I don't know, it's like it subverts the, the normal concept of it. You know, I think everybody yeah. looks at porn and they're like, well, with porn, that's just for male pleasure. That's just for the male gaze. But but it's always that type of porn is always very prescriptive. It's like in this way, it has to look like this. And there's got to be the come yeah. shot and it looks like that. And, and hurry up and get there so that the viewer can, you know, and it's different than what you're describing, which is like through the the female wanting to give that pleasure yeah. wanting to pull as much out of it from yeah. the guy as possible, like almost extending it. And cause I think in that way, we, you don't see a lot of that. Well, you don't. And I've gotten it from watching like the gay, the gay porn is where I get it. Cause they're like, yeah. they want, they're looking for reactions. Like I want to see, oh, cause oh, it's a fucking hot dude. Cause they'll like, be like, instead of like, and you can't see me. You can see me, but the viewers. So instead of like Jack doing a hand job, they're just we're just gonna barely touch your cock. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna so like my first one I did, I just kind of ran a finger over his chest until he got hard. Like we're not we're not doing that yet. I'm gonna kiss on your ears for 20 minutes. I know you're normal. I can't make a face or any sounds or any emotions. Right. Not you to fucking. I want you to whimper for me. Like let's see. Like I want you to let go. Like let's yes. do whatever I can. And it's it's really hot. And then I get really horny and I can't fuck him because I have to fucking. Because then it would just be a sex scene. <laughs> but I'm like, ah, I'll just grind on your leg. But does does the scene culminate in the male orgasm? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're getting there. But like, I'm going to bring you up and now we're going to back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me change my technique until like. It was ruckus was um was my first boy. And he's just oh. like, oh my God. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's nice and to then, like aftershocks afterwards. Very sexy. It was, yeah. Hot. I like that. I like anything that's just like a, a new different idea of interacting with um, the, the performers, more human, like whole human beings, you know, yeah. it's not, um, it's not clinical. Like, right. Like you could compare it to like, Oh, it's like a blowjob scene. No. Cause with a blowjob scene, it's, it's wiener mm-hmm. and a girl. Yeah, and usually POV. Yeah, and it's no, I want it's a whole, a whole two bodies, two people. Yeah. So how do you feel about orgies? Oh, <laughs> my favorite. And Are have you, you done one? Can I come over? I've done so many, dude. Have I've you done, done gang so bangs? I did and... one gang bang. Gang okay. bangs are harder to schedule. <laughs> yeah. Gang bangs are hard to make happen. Um, Definitely. We used to, when AVN, there was like four years um, during AVN because COVID made everything fucking weird. Sure did. <laughs> where we did an AVN orgy for trade. So mm-hmm. we just have our freaking friends and we shot, one year we had 13 people. 
what at the freaking alexa so like our boys we had six boys and seven girls wow that's amazing so fucking it was it was it was pandemonium so they brought down the mattress from up in the loft into the fucking living room Mm -hmm. and there are gopros everywhere and it was just fucking i i like to watch like i'm Mm -hmm. super voyeuristic as well so like i like to get fucked and then like look and see my friend getting fucked and i'm like oh my god we're all having such a good time we like pass water bottles around it was like come on it was really cool yes i love orgies for that reason but it that it's like you said a gangbang is really hard to schedule I, i think orgies are really hard to schedule too i've been to where I showed up to what was meant to be a lesbian like trade orgy and there's four of us when there was meant to be eight of us or whatever because it's just it's hard to make that many people show up even though it's like hey we all need content we're all getting content but it's, it's hard. a little difficult it's it's we always over overbook for trade like book as many it's, people so like what my partner know we call them trains and maybe that's <laughs> graphic but we'll like we'll get a room and then we're like because we'd like to stockpile our content so we need to shoot as much as possible for these three days so we're four to five performers a day yeah and my and i'm like okay all right let's go because i love to fuck so like (laughs) like occasionally there'll be like one guy waiting and i'm like taking another guy like hang on give me a second Um, I'm going to shove some fucking sandwich in my face and then we're going to go. Um, yeah. And that's just, we don't, we don't rest until the week's over. And it's freaking badass. AVN's like that. AVN's freaking bouncing around to as many different scenes as I can. Yeah, definitely. And so is it, but is it normally like that in your, in your Southern California life? <sighs> I wish, man. No, it's been <laughs> like, we shot a lot at AVN. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it's freaking, everything slowed down. We kind of took a break. We haven't, I've done like three or four trade scenes since then. Like by scene with Rocky, it's been freaking eight months since I've been with a girl. That's why I was still like, oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, since AVN last January and now yes. we're, we're almost at the end of September. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's too long. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that is one thing that's just like, for me, so amazing about having this as my job, because I do have that need for a woman uh, in my sex life from time to time. And, And it's like, wow, it's been a while. It's like, we need to book a trade scene. What do I have yeah, to do? We need, <laughs> this needs to happen. I've got to get that up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not so, well, I feel like, especially being in the Southwest, it's going to be easier to make happen. Um, it's a little different now with mm-hmm. kind of, I guess the, the takeover of OnlyFans. Cause I, um, I mean, you, mm. you know, my partner, I work with a shooter and most people don't want a shooter. Hmm. And so there's like a little bit of conflict there or like, I don't know, it's hard to come out. And since I don't really like I don't do parties and there aren't many events and I'm not on set, not of my own right. accord, but like I have to be invited. Yeah. <laughs> no course. one has invited me to a set. So mm-hmm. like meeting people is different. And so like all my hmm. friends like, oh my God, I have so many retired friends or like friends <laughs> who kind of like took off and are working every single day. Like, I'm doing what I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So when you say you work with a shooter, you mean like a, ca- a camera person? Yeah, my part, my partner is yeah. the camera person. But in your experience, what you're saying is some, sometimes the people that you might hit up to do content trade don't want that. They don't want a no, camera person? No, they like, they like to self-shoot. So we're going to set up our cell phones or I got a camera that I'm going to put on a dresser and we're just going to go at it. And they, like the OnlyFans market, it's um, SF sells. Like they like the homey. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. You, they prefer that actually to having like dynamic camera yeah. work. Wow. Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, because <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, a camera person as well attached to my hip. Um, so it just never even occurred to me. I'm always like, I would way rather have oh, yeah. uh, a camera person because he can get these awesome angles and. And he's got your back. Oh, yeah. Like you don't he, have to stop and like look at shit, make sure it's no, working. No, like. exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can see the sort of draw for that amateur look kind of, but I think to see the things you want to see when you're watching a porn sometimes, like <laughs> you want that dynamic camera work. Yeah. I want to focus on the sex and um, someone else focuses yes. on that. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's definitely whenever I'm shooting things that are customs, especially if they're custom videos that involve sex, it's like, well, I have so much to think about because I've got that script in my mind that it it makes it like, you know, a little more difficult, I guess. I don't want to say it's like so hard. I mean, still enjoying the sex. Do not get me wrong, but there's just more like weighing on your mind a little bit, you know, than if you have, than if you can just like, Okay, I want a custom video where you and her just have sex. Just do what you do. I'm like, yay. <laughs> That's <laughs> my preference. Boyer style. We just shot um, a remake of a sex scene from a Hollywood mainstream movie. And that was um, that was really fucking cool. But like very complicated because there was like certain angles he needed and certain moves he needed and certain lines. Like it was that was fucking really cool and it's i'm super excited to release it it's gorgeous it's all shot at night so it's like got a super Mm. blue filter on it it's bitching i love that yeah i love i always want to do like hardcore remakes of hollywood softcore sex scenes i remember when i was younger and i saw nine and a half weeks for the first time i don't know if you've ever seen that i i did because i was told not to watch it (laughs) i was told not to i think it was nine and a half weeks it's the one with uh, Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke back when he was. It has an ice cube, right? Is there an ice no. cube scene? No. I might I be don't thinking think so. Unfaithful because Unfaithful mm. was one I saw and Unfaithful was like, holy fuck. <laughs> well, yeah. Nine and a half weeks has this scene where they're like sitting in front of a refrigerator, like feeding Ooh. each other stuff. And it's super erotic. And then it has this other scene where like. She dresses up like a guy and they fuck in this rainy stairwell. I mean, the whole movie is just like cool. s- like super erotic sex scenes done, like just shot in these beautiful cinematic ways. Um, like my favorite one is the scene where he like makes her fucking crawl across the floor, like picking up dollars. And then he like just takes her on the table all rough. And that's my favorite part. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're all like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, so the the idea of you know like remaking scenes like that, uh, but fully going there, it's it's a great inspiration, and it was it was cool, and it was definitely interesting for me because I'm always 
because I'm always me. Like when I'm having good yeah. sex, it was with it was it was with Ryan Driller, who's incredibly talented. Um, mm-hmm. He, um, but I had to play a character. So like the sex I would have wanted to have was not the sex that I got to have. And right. So he did he did want it softcore, which was also like a really interesting element. So we shot it both ways, um, but we didn't have to like focus on opening up because it was specifically yeah. meant to be a softcore scene. It was really cool. Yeah, that's. That's nice when you can just lean into that eroticism. Those <laughs> those good times. So, uh, but as far as like all the types of sex work, have you never yeah. uh, you never went into uh, you never danced on a stage in a strip club or did a night Dude. flirt or night flirt? Oh yeah, I'm a sexter for sure. Oh hell yeah, I'm a sex panther. Hmm, sex panther. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's that. It's like a, it's like bread and butter. It's like OnlyFans. And the Sex Panther's, like, right here. Like, yeah, I was going to say, because you sound like you like writing erotic stuff, so. It's it's very, very, very convenient to be on Sex Panther. And with my very chill, some would say lazy, method of doing things, it's, it's really freaking well. Because, yeah. I mean whatever i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk so there's there's definitely there's there's the girls who get totally dressed up and in full makeup and have their lighting set up and they are ready to cam for the day that became a uh what did fucking melrose call it that became like a a stopping point for me like i wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to do that so i just decided to stop so i like asked my cam audience like if i stopped wearing makeup would you guys still watch and they're like yeah duh like of course (laughs) and so i just fucking stopped so i don't wear makeup anymore i freaking if i want my hair to look extra cute i'll put on a beanie like and i just wow take calls as they come in and it's mm. kind of i can do my other stuff at the same time it's bitching yeah so you've sort of integrated the sex panther slash night flirt slash camming mm-hmm. into one yeah, well, Sex Panther has it all. So Sex Panther, you can do, if you're not on Sex Panther, you can do mm. sexting, video calls, audio calls, mm. all in, together, and they, they're on the app. So if I'm available, you can call me for any of those things, and I can just pick it up. And um, there's a lot of people who want to do Skype, and that's like a such a more involved process. Okay. Whereas with, because like I have to log in and it's like a whole thing. Whereas with Sex Panther, like you call me, I know the money is coming. I don't yeah. have to worry about that. I don't have to clock you. Like right. we're, we're here. I'm here as long as you want to be here. And if it's just five minutes, awesome. I'm, there's, it's freaking great. Okay. I'm glad you had a good time. Okay. Bye. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go back to watching my show. Like it's, it's bitching. Yeah. Oh, well, it sounds like uh, you got a lot of things going for you, a lot of different avenues and and venues. I'm trying to. I'm trying to stay on that diversification. Yeah. Yeah. And this is uh, is what I tell everyone. That's that's the way to sustain longevity is diversification. (laughs) You got to. I think so many people like when when OnlyFans came around and it was like oh shit I can just do this so I'll just do this and then they dropped everything else and <clears throat> or never even started anything else and I'm like if you're filming all this content for your OnlyFans not putting it in other places for sale is 
just a bad business decision. It's a scary one. Uh, yeah. Like, I know you remember when OnlyFans was like, hey, we're going to not do porn anymore. And, like, everyone panicked. Yeah. I mean, there's girl, there's people who were going to lose $100,000 a month incomes. Like, oh, you, gosh. And I don't think it's easy to have that kind of an income really anywhere else. I think OnlyFans is definitely the, the, big, the big man on campus. Yeah. But you got to have at least a little bit of something, something somewhere. Yeah, because if because if that's literally taken away from you in an instant, then what are you gonna do? And uh, I mean, if someone's making that much every month, like I hope to God they have a little savings. But <laughs> like that is a really really high amount. And and I just I think a lot of people do get the wrong impression that they think like, oh, I can just start an OnlyFans and like I can make that a hundred thousand a month. I'm like literally the percentage of people making that is point zero one. So small. <laughs> Yeah, like it's a point zero zero one percent. It exists, and what you should the um, the, the what you should take from that is that the money is out there, and people are willing to pay it, but the money is spread out all over the place. Exactly, um, and it's hard. Sex work is it's 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 effort. Like it's, it's a, a lot, lot of <laughs> it's a lot of effort. Yeah, and and even just now, I don't know. I've been hearing these little rumblings and grumblings that. OnlyFans might be slowly veering that direction again, or, or just I'm hearing of more people being like, "Whoa, I got a warning," and they said they're going to shut me down, or, or they just do, or they just have, and they do that. They do do. Yeah. Do <laughs> so it's you just you gotta be realistic about your expectations, and then you have to, you know, try to start up other things. Before it's, oh, it's too late. Easy. It's easy. Like bookstores are so easy. Like OnlyFans yeah. takes so much extra effort. So like, true. For like clips for sale, you put up a scene and it's there. You're, it's done. Like you did it. It's you never yep. have to touch it again, and it'll make you money forever. Like yeah, and you just have to advertise it. You just have to let people know it's out there. Yeah. Or not even that. Like <laughs> clips Someone for sale. Will find it eventually. Clips for sale has pretty good traffic. Yeah. But you want to get as many people as possible to your store. For sure. For um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to me, Jay, Absolutely. about your experiences. Uh, and so now I have yes. a cu- couple of questions. And oh, I'd love questions. You'll help me answer them. All right. So I got a couple questions here today. So here is uh, the first one from S. All right. Hi, S. <laughs> Hello, Sin. First of all, I am your big, big, big fan, and I watched all your porn, almost. And (laughs) most of it, I love your strap-on scenes. So I wanted to ask, which girl enjoys the sex more, the one being fucked or the one who wears the (laughs) strap-on? I'm so sad to ruin this for this poor man. (laughs) Do you know how many scenes you shot? Do you have a ballpark number? Me? Oh, my God. I've been doing this for 20 years, literally 20 years. 20? Um, yeah. My first scene ever was in 2003. And... Um, oh, you're you're older than I thought. Like, no offense, but I... Oh, yeah. I'm, wow, I'm turning 40, like, next week. So. That's so cool. <laughs> That's fucking... Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, gosh, I... I remember people are like, what was your first time using a strap on like? And I was like, holy shit, I don't remember that at all, 
I you don't? Zero recollection. I, re- I can remember like one of the first scenes that involved strap-on, but I was getting fucked by it. I wasn't doing the fucking. Um, but yeah. So I, I have a feeling though that like my answer to this question would be different than your answer to this question. Probably. You're yeah. much more willing to go the extra mile. <laughs> Well, this, the, just based on like sort of the conversation we were having earlier about talking about giving the pleasure versus receiving the mm-hmm. pleasure kind of. Yeah, there's also other, uh, there's other aspects for it um, for me as well. So am I, mm-hmm. can I proceed? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so for me, strap-ons are very difficult because I can't feel what I'm doing. So like as a giver, I'm terrified I'm going to hurt you. I'm like... <laughs> I'm so, you're laughing at me. You suck, man. You're like this pussy. Um, I'm so afraid I'm gonna hurt you. So like, the majority of strap-on scenes I've done have been pegging, and I'm always like, oh my god, I'm in an ass. Mm. Are you okay? Like I'm super, mm. I'm super, super gentle. Yeah. And also, it's really fucking physical. Like mm-hmm. strap-on fucking. Like, I've started running because my last, like, boy-girl sex scene, he made me work really hard. And so I'm like, I got to get fucking endurance up. Mm. But it's hard physically. <laughs> like, if I had a wiener, it would probably be a little easier. I assume it's a little easier if the wiener is attached to you. But I couldn't do porn as a man. Ah, like, come on. You could if you were a man. Bro, like, as <laughs> me, like, as, like, as a cuck. I'd be a cuck. Like, oh. I could do cuck porn. <laughs> gotcha. And as a receiver... It doesn't feel as nice as a real penis. Like I haven't ever had a strap on that was, that felt just right. Mm-hmm. I prefer to grind. I love tribbing. Like if I'm going to fuck a woman, I want to fuck her with my pussy. Hmm. I've been, I've been like hurt by strap on. So I'm like, tentative. but I know you're a queen of like <laughs> that. Well, yes, I, I, I guess I'd, I have a little bit of a different perspective. (laughs) Um, But one thing I do hear a lot from performers is that they have been hurt by strap-ons. They don't like to get, I've, I've encountered several who are just like, you know, I've heard that you're great at it, but I just don't want it, you know? And, and I have to tell you that does like it breaks my heart just a little bit because I'm like, I know that I can do it in a way that is communicative. That is, um, you know, I've got we got the lube right there. We make sure we're using it. Uh, I know how to work my dick without <laughs> slamming into your cervix over and over and over again and hurting you and, and doing all these things that like, I think maybe some other performers who aren't as proficient with it and also just don't even want to be wearing it are kind of t- maybe told by a director, put this on and just fuck her with it. And then the other girl's hurting and then they're not thinking so about lube. Slam, and- slam. Yeah, and um, and that leads to injury and then giving people a bad time and then they just don't even want to revisit it. And that's just it just like breaks my heart. It just hurts my soul a little bit because I'm like, I, I know that I can, that I'm better than that. The other thing about it is that I do, and through my work with my strap-on has probably helped me to realize my gender fluidity a little bit more uh that and the way that i have presented myself with fashion throughout in my personal life throughout my personal life (laughs) you're so hot (laughs) oh my gosh thank you um 
But there have been times in my life when I've just been like, I feel more like I want to wear dresses. And then there have been times in my life where I'm like, I feel more like I want to wear baggy pants and a big t-shirt or like, or like a goth, like those big baggy goth shorts with the straps on them and stuff. <laughs> like, like that's sometimes like, that's how I feel that I want to express myself to the world. And my experience pulling on a dick and fucking a girl with it is part of how I want to express my understanding of my own feelings of my gender and stuff like that too. So for me, it's more than just a prop that I put on to make a sex scene with. It's almost a chance for me to embody that side of my gender expression that I don't get to on a regular day-to-day basis. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so much more for me than just like putting a, a, like putting a dildo on my body. When I put the strap on, on what I love to do is put like a little lube in my hand and stroke my cock. Like once I get it on and I get it so that it's like in the perfect position, I like to grab it in my hand and stroke it a little bit. And while I'm doing that, it's like I'm making this connection between that cock and my body. And I can almost feel it like my clit starting to sort of electrify and it becomes like an extension of my clit. Um, And so, you know, a lot of times men, male fans especially, will be like, wow, I can't believe you're so good at it when you can't even feel anything. And that just frustrates me because I do feel something. I feel a lot because I just resonate with it so, so much. And it's important to me that it feels like a part of my body and not a separate thing that I'm just like using my body to shove this separate thing into this girl's pussy. It's like, I am using my dick to pleasure my partner. That's how I think of it. And that's how I feel it. So, so what was the question again? No, I'm just kidding. So the question so the is question. when can I come over? <laughs> because like, goddamn, because I am about to shift my mind. Like whenever I like, I feel I embrace like that masculine energy like i love wearing one like wearing one and like fucking wiggling it like that's yeah yeah like you fucking like i did yeah. um, i did a scene with one of my friends where i um i did the backward baseball cap mm, and like I love totally it. fucking like douched out like fuck, it was like treated her like a fucking you know threw her around for like two minutes until i was tired um because <laughs> i'm like because that's part of it like embracing my masculine energy like with a strap on i got two minutes and then i'm like i suck at this i'm a pussy i if i can trip that's right yes like yeah i know you're a, a trip queen too so like when you yeah. get a girl like oh i guess we can scissor for the boys and i'm like for the boys oh my god no for the boys oh here let me just let me just show you yeah go, oh fuck i'm like yeah uh-huh yeah i'm like, no. like that? i'm like you can do it for the boys if you want but i'm doing this for me so <laughs> you no, better better be like, okay with that <laughs> no that's that's it's a fucking super hot answer <laughs> i wish yeah. i was strong enough to use the strap on for longer than 30 seconds yeah and i mean the weird thing i have to say is and and actually this kind of leads into the next question um but something about 
when the camera's on, it gives me this. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think like, of it like a mask. It's permission. Yeah. To become whatever. For, for, for sure. But also it's, it, it's a little extra. It's just a boost of energy that. Yeah is a little bit, I don't know though, because even in my personal life, if I am using a strap on, maybe it's just the dick or maybe it's just fucking. I, I, I feel like in general, I don't have a ton of endurance in general. Like I don't work out and I, I don't do these What? Things. Dude, our last go girl scene was wild. You didn't stop. <laughs> that, I, just, I don't know. I just yeah, I can't. I, I can't stop. Really, I won't stop. <laughs> just really like fucking. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good. It's good for me. Um, <laughs> it's good for, for the world that watches my art. Okay, for the world, for the world, <laughs> fucking for the world here. Um, but yeah, there's just like some spark that even if there's times when I'm really pushing myself and I'm like, oh man, I'm feeling it. I, I just I might slow the pace down a little bit and get into a nice rhythm that's slow. Uh, and then maybe move position and then I can start going hard again. I just, I find it no matter what, even though, um, but then, you know, I'm sore for like four days after a strap on scene. So <laughs> I can just picture it. I just picture it. It's, yeah. I just, like trying to waddle around. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Hard. But it's, you go like that beast mode, like being forced oh, yeah. to continue fucking. Cause my, um, my g-spot's super sensitive so like when mm -hmm. i'm on top mm -hmm. i'll come and then fucking collapse but if i have a guy's like no come on i'm like ah okay yeah like we're you not done like, yet power up you yeah like power up yep it is it's a power up it's like eat your mushroom <laughs> <laughs> to answer the question of who enjoys the sex more i i think it's oh. just depends on who depends on who it is yeah it depends on who it is and and because i'll even say uh I love being fucked by my male partner and his penis. Love it. When it comes to another girl with a strap on on, I don't love it. I don't really want to be on the receiving end of it. It actually makes me feel a little dysphoric at times. Um, unless there's someone out there who can like do it as good as I do it. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah, like, I totally eh. get that. I totally get that. Cause it feels like you're just being slammed. Or, or even if it's not even like slammed, it's just like, it's not like, you're not just, you're not doing it right. Like the rhythm isn't right. Or I can't, I can't feel it. I can't feel it the same way. I know you yeah. say you feel it, but there's different parts. No, listen, we're all just such individuals. And that's the for thing. Sure. That's the thing why a question like this is obviously not going to have a clear cut answer for anyone either. It's like for some people it's this way and for other people it's this way. And that's, that's just how it is. So, you know, you got to look at who, who you're watching or who you're fucking with the strap on, or I don't know. I assume this is a man that asks, asks this question. <laughs> it's definitely a, a man. It's a very man question. <laughs> definitely so, depends on who's given and who's receiving. Yeah, exactly. All right. So question two, this is from E and I love how E says, I have a few questions about the industry if they're not too intrusive. So Ooh. again, people who are writing in to have their questions answered on my podcast, sinsagepodcast at gmail.com. Honestly, I love, I think asking questions about the industry is 
Fantastic. I am trying to demystify this industry. We need more transparency. I want more transparency. So no question about the industry is too intrusive. This should all be just like clear as glass. So I want everyone to know that. Uh, Let's when talk about pay scale. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of will. Um, I do anytime anyone asks. Yeah. And they're like, wow, really? I'm like, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Here are three sort of interesting questions, but that let's just, works. let's focus on the first, let's focus on them one at a time, if that's all right. Of course. Yes. So we did talk a little bit about this first question, and I just think it's so funny. What is a porn star's average workout plan? You all seem so ageless and fit. So it's funny because I can just like picture that there's like the porn star workout plan somewhere, and we all just sign on to that and, you know, follow it. Well, there's like joke answers. It's Red Bull and Imodium. (laughs) <laughs> That's a good joke answer, but I know there are some people out there that are doing that, especially if they're doing anal scenes. Oh my god, dude. I did Imodium once for like medical reasons and that shit was so it hurt so much. How do these bitches like, oh I took three before my scene? How? Yeah. Oh I, my god, baby. Something I love talking about too is poop and the the way the body is poop. So for me in my life, um, I would never take Imodium. Never. My whole life has been about let's get the poop out of your body, not absolutely, (laughs) absolutely, dude. I did I did once because it was yeah a problem and I needed to and I I will avoid that at all costs. That was so incredibly painful. And you're gonna go do anal on that? No. Oh my god. No, just poop on the guy. It's fine. He's, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I promise you it's happened before. Here's the thing about porn, y'all. There's editing. So if when you're watching, dicks go in asses and it's just like this pristine, perfect thing, that is days of prep time. Yeah, and it hardcore. is beautiful editing that just cuts out all the poop for you so you never have to think about it. <laughs> No. Oh. Yeah, demystifying the industry. <laughs> demystifying. Oh no. That's, um, um, but that's the truth. And so I don't want to say like across the board, some people are just magic little butthole fairies and everything's clean and perfect and for easy sure. for them. <laughs> for sure. And there's definitely it's freaking I was with a performer once and talking about anal and he's like it's where poop lives. It's poop house. Like you don't come to my house and be like, Oh my God, why are you here? It's that's, that's where it is. Like that's where you put. Yes. hundred percent. You can't be surprised if it's there. <laughs> Sometimes it's there. Yep. And that's, that, that is one thing that's cool about working in the industry for a while is like, you just encounter so much human body. They're like, nothing bothers you anymore. <laughs> like, you're just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's just another day at the office. <laughs> uh, but yeah, things. so obviously, again, this is just like another individual question. Um, some people are blessed with amazing metabolism. Some people are 18. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, some people use Botox in their face and some people uh, just are curvy and some people are very, very thin and skinny and usually what you'll find is like the very very skinny people are like man I wish I had some curves and I I mean it's just we again this just feeds in one more time to something that I talk about a lot on this podcast which is that 
the amazing thing that at least I've learned in this industry is that there is someone who loves every thing mm -hmm. and every type of body and every little insecurity that I have had over the years about my body, which changes from one thing to the next, depending on the year or whatever it might be. It's like a thing that I look at and criticize and wish was different. And then the next day someone will email me saying, I love that exact thing. And mm -hmm. I didn't even mention it. And it, it's just, I feel like there's room for everybody in this business and there's an audience for everybody in this business. And so, you know, there's questions about like workout plans and, and stuff like that. It's, you know, some people work out really, really hard. Uh, they mm -hmm. go to the gym every single day and, or multiple times a day. And some people in this industry are bodybuilders and, you know, that that's not me. And there's, <laughs> and there, there's definitely no standard. I mean, there's no, no. average I, workout maybe, plan. I would say a bit more for male performers, but even then it's completely across the board. Like some people run, some people lift. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's totally different. I love that about our industry that it's yeah. just, there's so many different kinds of people. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. I love that too. And I think it's just like, do what makes you feel good, you know? And yeah, like just be, live, live your best life. Don't worry too much because <laughs> we're all going to die. Ding. Okay. So the next question, what do you think is the most popular fetish right now? Taboo. Still, you think still? I felt like that was so big, you know. Go on Pornhub right now. What are the first 18 videos? Oh, man. That, <laughs> are they? Are they all? Sorry, I don't look at the front page. Uh, last time I checked, it was, <laughs> I, last time I checked to, like, check, it was, like, the first seven or eight on the main page. Really? Because it's just, there's just so much of it, but it's stepmom, stepsister. Because that's what I was going to say is, I know for all my stuff, Pornhub is like, oh, this said stepmom, so you can't have it. Or really? Yeah, they're like, oh, maybe you can't it wasn't have step. Maybe it was you can't have uh, X videos, maybe. maybe yeah, they're they're very um, obviously since the the hammer went down, Pornhub is extremely strict about the words that you can use. Um, yeah, dude. If you search the wrong term, they give you like this pop up. Like, what you are searching is illegal in some jurisdictions, and it really kills your boner. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god! But no, you're right. I am on it right now. Stepsister, a stepbro, stepmom, uh, stepsister. <laughs> is that the one scene or like multiple? No, these are all different. Yeah, each one is a different um, stepdaughter, family steps. swap, daughter swap, daddy swap, mom swap, milfinator. Like, there's Damn. all of them. It's just funny because it's like I feel like all these things eventually, you know, they have their time in the sun and then they move on. But I have, I feel like this step, this uh, family taboo stuff has been going on for like ten years now. Like, I'm ready yeah. for the next thing. <laughs> What's the next thing? Cowboys. Ooh. <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like, I liked, I think adult times kind of gotten away from it because they, um, I don't know, it wasn't as selling as much, but when they were doing sci-fi hmm. and like thriller based porn, like that shit was fucking hot. I love that. Like that shit was 
like the future darkly oh no put in a lab and we're gonna experiment on him like that shit's like mm. sounds hot to me yeah <laughs> but uh so that that's sort of on the porn the porn side the the hardcore porn side mm-hmm. and so obviously i think we, we we must agree that proof is just in the pudding it's still that yeah. family taboo stuff when i hear fetish being that I make a lot of custom videos and I have a clips for sale store and all that stuff. I think more fetish fetish, not non-sex yeah. fetish, a niche fetish, I guess maybe you'd call it. I don't know. I, I, I might have my own little blinders on, but I feel like giantess is starting to gain Those some traction. So yeah. I love making them. They're so funny. It's just, I like really, I like silly porn. Love I think it. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just it's just freaking hilarious. I've been getting a lot of requests for armpit content. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish I liked armpit content more because they're like so nice, and I'm like, dude, it's just, it just doesn't do it for me. Because they <laughs> want me to lick my own armpit for like five minutes. I'm like, babe. Ah, you're funny. Babe. Yeah, but I just, uh, I guess, you know, my my background is like pre-porn is definitely uh, like theater and stuff. So, mm-hmm, me too. so even this, the silly stuff, it's like, okay, this is it. I don't get off on sniffing my own armpit and licking it, but I can play the role of someone who gets off on that real easy. Um, <laughs> That's super funny. So, yeah. So, it, but I feel like it's just a, in that sense, it's a little bit more of an opportunity to explore with the, um, with my old acting training and stuff and, and play pretend like that. That's how I think of it. It's like, Oh yeah. We just get to play pretend sometimes. And it's really fun. And so giant test content for people who might not know if I haven't talked about it already is usually it's like a POV. Like the camera is down on the ground looking up at you and you are the giant in this scenario, you being the female (laughs) being the me, (laughs) or you can have little, uh, little figurines like that go with train sets and so they're tiny (laughs) yeah they're like little tiny figurines maybe like an inch tall and you just interact with it and pretend like how did this tiny little man get in my house like oh no what will I do with him I might just eat him or I might sit on him with my butt I saw freaking one that was she had a whole cityscape built yeah and she farted on the city. Oh and my that god! Was just <laughs> like the first fucking like I don't do fart porn, but I love reading the descriptions for fart porn because it's just it's fucking so hilarious. Like talking about her giantess ass cloud, like fucking oh covering the whole city. Yes, and like that's just hysterical. Like the and just the thought of a giantess farting on your city, like yes. hysterical. That's, that's pretty just great. so funny. Yeah, that's a good little crossover. If you can fit, if you can fit multiple niches into one video, like that's your key right there. That's my boundary. I don't do fart porn or fart no fetish or anything. Yeah, <laughs> there's no coming back. They've asked for it, and I'm like, dude. Oh yeah, I'm like, that's just my line. But please go support <laughs> someone who does do it. All right, we got one one more from this yes. three parter. Are there states that sex workers are exiting given today's political climate? So that is. I would say no. Yeah. Uh, the, the short, quick, easy answer is no. Um, because political climate is really, really fucked up right now, but it is not 
in the current moment, it's not really affecting porn, but there is a huge, massive threat that it might in the future. Um, and it's very scary for people like us who this is how we literally make a living in this country. Yeah. If if this if it happened, it wouldn't really be a state by state thing. It would be a federal thing. Um, and it's scary uh, to think about that. But, you know, the states that I think right now are really scary politically, it's more about for queer people than it is about for porn people or sex workers. Sex workers have always been um, stigmatized and, you know, delegitimized and told that we're bad and wrong. And uh, so, you know, nothing politically has really changed about that, except that sex workers are getting a little more activated these days and sort of starting to demand workers' rights, despite the Ill illegality of the full service sex work, um, the state of full service sex work being illegal right now. Uh, but, you know, labor wise, things are getting better in California. The first strippers union was made up. So Star Garden in North Hollywood is a unionized strip club now. And there is a strip club in Portland that is starting the process of unionizing. And um, I just watched a whole YouTube video podcast uh, from Adam Conover from the show Adam Ruins Everything. Love Adam. Um, He's sex the work? Best. Yes, on specifically on these strippers in North Hollywood forming a union. Adam. He is the best. Um, and Was he pro or did he say anything that was anti? No, he was all pro yeah. because he yeah. is he is Love also him. part of the Writers Guild Association and the the Actors Guild you know Association. So they're all on strike right now. So yeah. his thing right now is just labor rights and seeing that you know these strippers that work in a strip club in North Hollywood and are doing labor that is fully legal and you know paying taxes and all of these things that we that we do and yet we still face discrimination from banks and so, ma so many other things, uh, housing. And, you know, we all have to lie about what we do to get uh, to be able to like rent a place or Pool all the time. Yeah, yeah. You just, you have to, because they are legally allowed to discriminate against us just based on how we make a living. So that stuff gets really frustrating. Um, and it's really amazing to see, the laborers and the workers standing up. And this is just across the board. I mean, the um, people who are on strike right now um, at the big three car companies who are, their CEOs are making billions of dollars, billions of dollars in bonuses. They're living the high life and they get to off the backs of all the people that do the labor that makes these cars. And yet, the people that do the labor that makes these cars can barely afford to live. They can barely afford to pay rent, any of that stuff. So I, I think it's important to be activated as a laborer with regards to sex work and then feel that solidarity across the board with all laborers. And I encourage that from the other side towards sex work as well. This is important stuff. But when it comes to states uh as of right now we we're not facing any discrimination or, or legislation beyond what it has always been 
But I can say that for me, as a queer person, as a person who supports and feels very much a part of the community with my trans siblings and my non-binary siblings, like, it's not even about me personally not feeling safe. It's about that, like, I don't want to visit the state of Florida because then I would have to buy gas in the state of Florida and I would have to buy food in the state of Florida and I would have to spend my money there. And I have friends that live there and I love them and I want to work with them. But I feel this strong political sense of that I'm kind of like boycotting Florida until uh, queer people are safe. Um and that's just like, you know, a personal thing that is, I'm not asking anyone else to do any of this stuff, but this is just kind of like how I feel. And, but yeah, I don't know how things are going to go. I just know that it's a, it's a scary and dark time right now uh, for queer people. Like sometimes I look at some comments online and I'm trying to stop doing that for my own sanity and mental health. Uh, but it's, it's really scary. So we need as much support uh, as possible, and especially for people who live in Florida. So, I don't know. That's my little rant, I guess, <laughs> to answer the question. Um, given today's political climate, you know, I don't, I don't, I think sex workers are okay for the moment, but it's queer people that we have to really be rallying around and, and focusing on as far as support. On that note. <laughs> Yeah. Let's end it on a light note because that's what this podcast is all about. Let's Um, do that. (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much for uh, answering those questions with me and um, being a guest on my podcast and sharing your perspective with us on a variety of things. And can you please tell my listeners where they can find all of your stuff and go and buy that stuff from you to support you directly. I would love if they did that. And I have two Twitters. The main one that I like, it was at real J Taylor, all spelled out R E A L J A Y T A Y L O R. I hope that's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's right. It's fine. So that's your Twitter. Do you have also Clips yeah. Mars and yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it's all linked on the Twitter, but let's see. Okay, so OnlyFans. Oof. Okay, now we're gonna have to remember all the usernames. OnlyFans is J Taylor XX. Oclio is J Taylor. Clips for sale. My store number is six seven eight seven five. I'm on mini vids as Yippee Skip. Like it's just, I'm just all over. I'm all over, man. All right, so you're on all the platforms, and you can go to your Twitter account to reach all of find the main link yes yeah. yes okay cool awesome well thank you so much and you know i wish you all the best of luck in all of your future endeavors you and, too <laughs> and as for me i'm sin sage uh, sin-sage.com is the best place to find all of my stuff all my platforms and all the other things that i do and you can please send me the questions that you want answered on this podcast about sex, relationships, uh, porn. If you have questions about how porn works and things like that, please send me your questions because I very much need them. Uh, the email address for that is sinsagepodcast at gmail.com. 
Of course, we spell sin with two N's, sinsagepodcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to getting all your questions. And thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you have just a beautiful time with whatever you're doing. And get out there and live authentically. Mm-hmm.